This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to the Awful and Awesome Entertainment Wrap. Welcome to the Awful and Awesome Entertainment Wrap. Today I am joined by my two panelists. It's uh, three men, which will be much criticized, especially since we keep tom-toming that we must have non-manuals on News Laundry. But Rajshree Sen is travelling to Switzerland because now she has a fancy job. We are second priority so therefore the female representation in our uh, on our uh, podcast is uh, in high flying jobs so they aren't always here every week but who i do have with me is here in the studio shubham bhatia he's an alumni of the asian school of journalism chennai like very uh, kids from there think they're too smart for their own good is that true yeah they too full of themselves <laughs> but yeah Okay but plus now, the college also helps and yeah, yeah. you know keeping that attitude yeah i yeah. see <laughs> so he's working as a journalist right now with the patriot and before joining patriot he's worked with fortune's indian edition yeah so what are you doing for them so i was a trainee there i was basically handling the social media and everything and they were setting up the website so i also was part of the team the website that's yeah. okay and yeah and i have joining me adhiraj singh he has more than a decade of experience adhiraj is the head writer at vice india Hi. Prior Hello. to joining Vice, you've been with 20 Onwards Media, Delhi Press, YRF Entertainment, and you've also worked on On Air with AIB, and that show with Adhiraj Singh. So tell us about that show yeah. with Adhiraj Singh. Um, well, uh, that was actually just a, a pilot project that uh, me and a couple of my friends did. It never really took off as anything more than just that one episode. But um, it's on YouTube if you guys want to see what it is. It's it's a little hard to explain. Okay. So, uh, well, we have a bunch of stuff to discuss. I'll just tell our subscribers what we'll be discussing with this lovely panel of commentators. Um, but it's interesting because we have like a 24-year-old right here. I have, I, I represent the uncle generation. And Adhiraj, what generation do you represent? Um, I'm... 30 so i i suppose yeah, i'm uh, millennial gen x yeah, I, i don't know, I don't know what the, the so, official term is I, i'm looking forward to this I'm, i'm curious to see how political correctness has changed because uh, anyway i'll just explain why i said that but um we're going to be discussing this film sony that a subscriber had requested us to review i i finally watched that uh we had uh, adhiraj uh, i'd like you to talk about vice and what it's doing and for yrf what did you do um uh I was at Vice Vice Films actually the the uh, youth films uh, side and also the web series so I, I was a creative producer for the for the web series uh, stuff not a lot lot of uh, creative work was involved in my position exactly it was more in the development side of things so just a lot of meetings and readings of scripts and feedback you were what email. they call a studio executive who creative yes. people look at with contempt and anger <laughs> when they say there's yes, a shit idea rewrite it yes but uh, but i was not like as as like high up in the in the chain to actually have any sort of you know important creative powers i was just mostly there to just help the you know uh, my bosses I... ashish patel and nikhil tanejha have their jobs so we'll discuss the dalit lit fest yeah. we'll discuss you know what vice is up to and sony and um this video of mungra also the listeners if you're listening to this podcast on iTunes Stitcher SoundCloud or Castbox or any other podcast app please do visit www.newslaundry.com to check out our other podcasts videos weekly shows comics and many other things that I'm sure you'll enjoy so I want to know your views on remixes because both of you 
I mean, I, I was surprised that Shubham, you said you knew the original Mungda. Yeah, I, I was surprised I, you did. You clearly would since you worked at YRF. But oh. I saw the remix. Mungda is one of my favorite songs, by the way. You like it? Yeah. What the about you, Adiraj? Yes. I'm not, uh, not, a, not a huge fan, but I, I can see the appeal. <laughs> not a huge fan. It's <laughs> like, don't you hear, like when you're passing a pan shop and suddenly you hear from a distance, you don't turn around and break into a jig <laughs> and people around you say, you're crazy. That doesn't happen with you. Really, you're very proper. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly, Gen X is very proper. Sorry. <laughs> So anyway, so the original Mungla is from the film Inkar with Helen and picturized on this beefy sidekick who was right. in every film those days yeah. and Amjad Khan. And the new one is from a film called Total Dhamal, which sounds like shit. Uh, sorry, is that a YRF film before I fucking put my <laughs> foot no, on my I have no loyalty for the, for the company, so feel free to... But, but is it? I have no idea. Okay, and this one sounds is... like it could be Total Dhamal, but uh, it sounds more of a Rohit Shetty joint. Yeah, Rohit Shetty, correct. Not a, a violent thing. So, so it's got Sonakshi Sinha, it's picturized on, who's not a patch on Helen, because Helen was damn fit, man. Right. And uh, it's got Ajay Devgan, who's always looks like he's like quickly walking away from a fart because he doesn't want to smell it. <laughs> uh, and with this very intense look on his face. So they both annoy me. So uh, let me start with you, Adiraj. This mm. whole, uh, you worked in the industry there, this whole obsession with remixes, is it mm. a commentary on a lack of any creative ideas, both song-wise or uh, a USP for a movie-wise that come out of there? Or is it because when there's a lot of money riding on something, they just go with something that's worked before? Um, uh, Actually, my personal theory is that it's this third thing where uh, some someone like me, probably who was working at a production studio, realize that you can save a lot of money by just using a song that you already have the rights to and paying just one guy to do the remix as opposed to finding a lyricist and a producer and a new vocalist. And I mean, you still need to get a vocalist for this, mm. but you don't have to do a lot of work. I you see, just right. find one DJ somewhere to just add a few. They don't even do a good job of the mixes. So you know it's not someone who's a really good DJ, music producer, you know, EDM fellow. It's just someone who's just... We can just add on a few, you know, chunka beats to any old track and slap mm. it together. So that's my personal theory. I I really don't think it's coming from a from a sense of like, oh, this this worked fifty years ago, it should work now. Because I don't think they're that stupid. So it's not stupid; it's laziness. Yeah. Yes. Thank and, God. Uh, <laughs> and it's a weird sense. This this weird business sense where they they don't see how taking a bigger risk can get them a bigger profit. It's just. I'm saving money here. I can cut costs here, you know. If, so, I'm, if I'm giving all my money to this A-list star, I can I can just save money everywhere else, literally. Yeah, just, that also happens in production. I was when I used to make TV shows, they would, you know, get some big shot model who'd never hosted a show before. They said, you know, shoot with him slash her. Hmm. And they'd, you know, keep beating us down on the production budget. Hmm. And I'm like, if your show looks like shit, like, what yeah. the fuck is the point of spending so much on this person? And then when we'd actually see the numbers, the money on the star, the launch party, 
and five banners used to be as much as the full production of the <laughs> TV series. Yeah. So I was like, okay, that that makes sense. Yeah. But uh, do you? Um, uh, what is your view? Have you seen it? What What do you think, Shubham? Uh, I mean, I've heard the original one, but so you haven't seen it. I have. I I I, I just one. yeah okay. saw it. I mean, I think musically, when you uh, listen to the original one. Uh, you anticipate for the chorus. Right. That is, you know, missing in the newer version. Yeah. Musically, it's shit. Mm. But even visually also. I mm. mean, there's nothing appealing about that song. I mean, that older one was, you know, it's still sexy. Right. And I think and that was the point, I, I think. I think one of the things where it looks sexy is because for anything to look sexy, there has to be continuous movement for which mm. you have to have a shot that is cut in more than two seconds. Right. Or yeah. maybe eight frames or one second, four frames. All yeah. these new remixes, because I'm sure, uh, you know, Sonakshi Sinha, like when she kicks her leg up, right. I'm sure her leg doesn't form this perfect 120 degree. It's this probably <laughs> bent, <laughs> knees bent. So they'll probably shoot the kick up right? and then they'll cut. Yeah. And then they'll cut from another angle when it's fully up. And yeah. therefore, all these remixes are tuck, tuck. They're cut like an ad film. Whereas yeah. the Helen movements, there's a continuous shot so you can see the yeah, grace. Yeah, every frame is different. Yeah, yeah and, and you see see the yeah. grace because you see complete movement. I don't see a complete movement in today's songs. Even this Aankh Mare, cut, 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 yeah. cut, cut. So even if you fucked up a step, you don't know because it's cut. Yeah, yeah. So anyway, so that's... Uh, but but uh, just uh, one question, the, the two young men. Uh, is there any remix that you thought was better than the original? Even oh, musically? I, I, can't, I can't think of even one, actually. I think this Ranveer Singh song, Which the one? the Akmari, I think it was. You thought the that was the remix was better than the original? Yeah, I think. Okay. No, I I thought the uh, Aaj Phir Tum Pe Pyara I have from Dayawan, which was remixed recently. Oh, uh, Aaj Phir Tum. You haven't heard it? Okay, this is the original. I think this is the only song where the remix was better than the original. Anyway, so um, before we get into the Dalit Lit Fest, um, Adhiraj, let me come to you. Hmm. Vice is known for the kind of cutting edge stuff it does, and I know that kind of stuff costs money. And hmm. I also know television. I've without meaning to sound like those uncles used to say, "Beta, I've seen a lot of life." Dekh hai. But I'm <laughs> going to sound like that. Uh, we set up our production house in the year '99. Uh, so I've you know seen the evolution of television. Uh, we don't have the appetite to make non-fiction with those budgets. So I'm wondering what what Vice will do in India. Well, um, again, I, I'm not speaking uh, from any sort of uh, official spokesperson. Sure, sure. I'm just generally in the in the space. Sort of thing. 
but uh, i mean uh, vice in india and vice in general i think does a lot of sort of branded and sponsored uh, content as well which is which is where i uh, come in because i mean why would you need a writer for non fiction content but i i come in with as more sort of you know client based editorializing needed so uh, we did this, we did this thing uh, some months ago it was like a like a, a sponsored piece by amazon prime mm-hmm. ियन audiences tend to sort of want with that kind of cheesiness also on the side when it comes to the motivations ki yeah. isne <laughs> mujhe insult kiya tha 20 saal pehle main badla lunga type ka mm-hmm. cheese but then it but then felt ki sort of lost lost its main tracks so somewhere along the way and there's a lot of sort of gratuitous side plot right so hmm. i don't know that's just what i thought um anyway so uh, vice so that is one thing that we did for I them see. we had a series uh, called a cursed crime which is a which is like a like a very so sort of stylized package non fiction crime documentary uh, about the sort of organized crime in uh, in purvanchal and uh, up so it's also something that vice would otherwise do but like because it was a promoted sponsored thing so that that's why it is so um that's how the just, money comes in to do some of the other stuff right yes, so just one question um i'd like to know the 24 year olds views of What do you think is hot on Netflix? What's good? You you write on culture and and feature sometimes, stuff yeah, sometimes. Yeah, yeah. So what what right is right now? Uh, I'm watching this series. It's a pretty old series actually. It's called Kath and Kim. It's mm. an Australian sitcom. Okay. So it's pretty slapstick. Hmm. But I mean, if you're into it, then it's the best thing right now. Is it? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. And it's like about this uh, mother and daughter, and they're like they do stupid things, but they don't realize it. Okay. So you you I mean, as an audience, you you just laugh on them basically. That's the whole point of the show. Okay. And there are like hilarious characters, and they try to I mean, you know, make them as stupid as they can. Look. So it's not all believable. It's, it's no, no, no. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. I'm just going to read a couple of emails, and then I'd like to hear about the first Dalit Lit Fest that right. you covered. Yeah, I think that's an important part of pop culture that we need to cover because, uh, a the first Dalit Lit Fest. I right. Okay, let me just uh, read out this uh, email from uh, our listeners. This is from Meghna. Hi, team. Awful and awesome. Please watch and review Louder Milk on Amazon Prime and Cobra Kai on YouTube Red. Okay, I got to write that down. Uh, Megna, we shall uh, watch it and review it. I've not heard of either of these. And this uh, Ankit writes, uh, "Hi, congratulations on completing 100 episodes of Awful and Awesome. I'm a subscriber to NL due to my love for this podcast. Thank you, Ankit. Thank you for subscribing. And can I urge the rest of you who are listening to this for free, uh, do subscribe because everything from the mics we're holding in our hands to the internet that this is coming to you with to the people who are maintaining the website and this CD-looking office all costs money." and since we don't take advertisements and we only depend on subscribers we need a lot more of you so that we can um, you know get you more stuff we can travel around and 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 bring you more pop culture you know have five new guests every week right now budget don't allow that anyway so i miss rajshree in episode 98 and 99 abhinandan was not his usual self mayank and samar praised the movies uri and simba despite the problematic premise 
It was surprising that Abhinandan was quiet and did not express any counter views. Well, actually, Ankit, I didn't because I haven't seen either. <coughs> but but I said earlier that I would not watch Simba because the promo looks like shit to me. It's another fucking fuck all. Instead of Rajay Devgan looking angry and walking away from a fart, <laughs> it's like this guy doing it who has a slightly cuter face, but he still looks stupid. But anyway, I mean, I had nothing to say about Simba. It was surprising that, uh, yeah, Abhinan Osquire didn't express a counter view. If similar views were echoed by poor Rajshri, he would have been way more vocal and judged her for liking such movies. Well, maybe it's just sexism at play. The bro code didn't let me insult my bros. Is that what you're suggesting, Ankit? Anyway, I have a couple of recommendations. It would be nice if you can review them. The first recommendation is the documentary Shrike Shirkers, currently streaming on Netflix. The documentary is about Sandy Tan's debut feature, which was stolen by its director and the surprise rediscovery of the movie. Well, that's an interesting premise. I shall check it out. The second recommendation is the movie Cold War. It's a love story spanning three decades, the 40s to the 60s. The movie is nominated for this year's Best uh, Director at the Oscars and Best Foreign Language Movie and Best Cinematography. The movie is only 88 minutes long, yet beautifully captures three decades. Thanks, Ankit V. Nahar. And he says, I share my birthday with Abhinandan Sekri, Kishore Kumar and Barack Obama. Such mixed luck, just saying. Well, yeah, Ankit, I guess Obama just fucked it up for us, didn't he? So, so let me just... So, tell me about the... The, uh, the fest. Dalit yeah. Lit yeah. Fest. Yeah. So, so, it was happening in Kirorimal College, mm-hmm. and which is like one of the most popular colleges in, of Delhi University, basically. Right. Yeah, so I got to know and then I went there. And it was the second day, actually, and it was a two-day festival. So when I reached there, I mean, I didn't, I mean, the whole college was, you know, like decorated with, you know, like there's this fest happening here and so and so. And so I was ex- excited when I entered the premises. But inside the, I mean, where the fest was happening, you couldn't see much of, you know, the college students. So, I mean, I, you know, felt this disinterest by the students. I mean, you know, this fest is happening but nobody's really interested to talk you know like even to hear about Dalit issues okay which was the whole point of the fest I see yeah I mean some people some people were busy checking out the books on the on the stalls so did you speak to any writers there yeah yeah, I spoke I spoke and and were there any female Dalit writers any female Dalit voices or were they primarily male because you know at least on panels on on, on Dalit literature or Dalit writers even op-ed pages there's a predominantly male heavy, you know, that intersection. Even, even the writers there were, I mean, all... All male. Yeah, you did not even male. encounter one female Dalit writer in your... I you mean, there was this girl who was reciting a poetry, but mm. that was written by her father. So, not exactly hers. Okay. Yeah, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. And before this, have you ever attended any other lit fests? I attended one in Chennai, which was the Hindu lit fest. So, that's like the, uh, the Brahminical right. lap. Absolutely. I mean... Not only Chennai, but also the Hindu, where apparently Hindu. non-veg food isn't allowed <laughs> in their canteen. So right. to the Dalit Lit Fest. So yeah. g- give me three huge contrasts. By the way, Kirodimal College, do you mm-hmm. know why it's famous? No. You've heard of this guy called Amitabh Bachchan? Yes. He's from there. Oh, okay. You didn't know that? No. Did you know that? Yeah, yeah I did. Okay, you did. I was uh, a new boy myself. Gen, so Gen X, so one. Hansraj and KMC, <laughs> all these things. Mill- yeah. Millennial Zero. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so give me the three contrasts between the Lit Fest. Okay, so... From the Hindu Lit Fest, I think, first of all, I mean, people are, you know, talking about the dressing sense nowadays. You know, like people are dressing up so much for Lit Fest and everything and they are trying to be, you know, look cool. So the, 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 the Hindu Lit Fest, people are dressed up. Like yeah, for the party. yeah, I mean, you could see all those, uh, you know, pretentious intellectuals also there. Mm. I mean, but that was the missing in the Dalit Fest, which is good, mm. again. 
So right. that was the biggest contrast, I think. And even the, I mean, the discussions were pretty uh, popular. I mean, in terms of, you know, like, what uh, are the issues that the panels were discussing at the Dalit Lit Fest typically? So they were discussing about identity and poetry and the voices, I mean, small voices, you know, which are not very popular, but want to be popular. And so many writers also come up with their own autobiographies. So talking about their struggle and everything, which is not, uh, I mean, nobody has, you know, like read them. And so they were... So it was about their personal yeah, stuff. It was more yeah. personal. It wasn't a social kind of issues that were discussed. Not that you saw. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay Adhiraj... Um, I have a question for you, you know, speaking of the Dalit issues. About mm. six or seven years ago, no, I think it was seven years, seven or eight years ago, there was a new channel coming up. Mm. And I used to write this political satire of NDTV with the puppets called The Great Indian Tamasha. Yeah, yeah. So, so I wrote that for seven years. And, and, and I used to, at the same time, I was making Highway on my plate. It was this food and travel show. Huh. So um, there was a new channel op- launching and, and the pr- promoters had got in touch with me to write a show. Mm. which would be a show set in a newsroom, a channel. Mm. And um, it would be interesting because it would be weekly. And whatever was real news of the week, we'd incorporate that into the show as real footage, but the rest of it would be fiction. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah. Very good. That sounds sounds very very interesting. So I I wrote about seven, eight episodes. That channel kind of sank um, before it could go anywhere. I still have those episodes, by the way. if, If anyone's interested, just... Just selling myself uh, while I'm at it. Okay. But I had the character, you know, without making a big deal about it, rather than calling her Pooja Sharma or Raj Malhotra, I had called her Seema Meena. All right. Not that she was going to these right. SCST or OBC <laughs> rallies, but like I'm Abhinanda yeah. Sekri, Adiraj Singh, you know, she was Seema yeah. Meena. And somewhere you identity was, you know, an issue like, if she goes somewhere and a thing is hurled. But, yes. And I was asked to change her from Amina to Amishra. Mm. And I was, I said, it doesn't make any fucking difference to the plot. Why yeah. do you want the name Why changed? Why did they ask for it? Because for, for uh, they said on GEC channels, you cannot, you know, our audience has to identify with the person and the persons are usually, I was like, okay. So they know the religions of their audience also? Yes. Uh, In fact, I know of one case of a prominent um, uh, digital property which has had the protagonist change in religion Mm -hmm. because it would not appeal to the community that they were targeting. Anyway, so I just want to know, what is your view of identity when it comes to um, in fiction or in in the GEC space? You've you've kind of worked in Bombay for a while. Yeah, um, well, um, I think this kind of thinking is, is quite predominant like he, this isn't really it has to be more more of a more common name is is like what they say but common names seem to end up being just you know Trivedi, Chaturvedi, Dubey, Misra, Sharma yeah the Brahmin or Thakur or Kshatriya names are common names yes yes exactly like 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 as in as if you know as if like Singhania is that much of a common name there are obviously more you know Kumars in 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 the country certainly than than there are you know whatever Ramchandani or mm. whatever sort of you know uh, rich 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 person name they have and mm. I think uh, Abhishek Upmanyu also has this great uh, great set about like you know rich guy names versus poor guy names as if there is uh, because because of this sort of I guess trope in in like Indian GC style content we don't really see any sort of diversity in this in this in this kind of thing. I don't really know why it happens. As in, if it's a if it's a conscious choice, 
which you know i think uh, i think in your case though, it just like was because there there doesn't anything wrong about a character being named see see mummy like it sounds almost like it go with the whole comedic sort of tone of of the thing he her name is name is like a rhyme almost but then yeah i mean it, i think it's true with also purchasing power purchasing power is by and large with the upper castes and sponsors yeah, the, i mean the gatekeepers are are still you know i mean upper, again on this podcast it's you and i talking about this and not someone exactly you know, and that that, that yeah. on hafta so many times we've been criticized on this that we talk a lot about representation but it's very rare for us to get right. you know yeah. Commun- yeah. but i mean i think in 2018 the logic is a lot different doesn't hold but i mean when i was a kid my um i had this family friend who would tell us that he had this set i guess it wasn't stand up comedy a funny uncle what we considered a funny uncle those days probably would be a stand up comic if he was a millennial <laughs> yeah so he used yeah. to say ki you know her usme you see cuz see back in the 70s and 80s people were where they were because of the community right right so they say yes. like he says he's kabhi socho hum hamesha सिंह ही जो होता है अधिराज सिंह कौन डाकू अधिराज सिंह आया या गब्बर सिंह आया या मुख्तार सिंह आया है जैसे बोलेगा कौन आ रहे डॉक्टर अशोक नहीं सॉरी डॉक्टर अशोक गुप्ता सी सब कौन सी डाकू अशोक गुप्ता आ रहा है डाकू पराग अग्रवाल आके तुम एक मार डालेगा जैसे पराग अग्रवाल तो आके हमें आटा देगा ना I'm from there. I'm from Bundelkhand. Like my family, not oh, like me personally. I've hardly spent any time there, but my roots are there. So know a lot of dark tacos and. <laughs> but, but yes, but like that kind of you know that kind of clan tribalism thing happens there. So they'll all sing, but you know some some would be a Parmar, some might be a Gujar, some might be a Thakur, some might be hardly any Brahmins or Vanyas there, but Thakurs and uh, you know. So we see communities. Do you, you have anything Shubham to contribute to that to the to this why why cuz cuz you have not seen India in the hardcore castist right mold that I have. Right. Uh I feel so happy and grand saying that cuz I feel so old you <laughs> young thing who knows nothing oh my god I'm loving this. <laughs> no, I'm joking. Okay. No, but but did you uh <laughs> do you see this uh, this obvious casteism or, or roles or y- your generation is a lot more evolved than mine and you don't you're blind to this because uh, we weren't blind to it i mean i can tell you that yeah, we, yeah. we we noticed it right yeah. i think nowadays i mean i don't think we are making you know the kind of films that we are making they don't really incorporate caste and everything i mean in the you know antagonist way mm-hmm. so it's just about you know like looks i mean if the person is you know like looking scary and everything then it's you i mean assume. so it's basically rich it's yeah, not yeah, class yeah, that yeah, cast yeah, yeah so you yeah, I sell guess, i guess class mm. but i mean uh, you know with with your with your caste being su- such an important factor in determining your class i agree yeah in in the in the in like the country so then like by by like a domino effect or something it just sort of ends up becoming about caste right and then we we need to be more careful about how we sort of depict that i mean like you know when like i mean 7 8 years back sumit and i would be making our you know our own sort of weird 
edgy things and we like won't be thinking about what we're really saying from a society community point of view because we'll just be doing our own weird edgy things on online or in comics and all but then now i see that how okay that was very problematic of me i could have been more like aware about things should have read more you know periyar and uh, ambedkar yeah. for i yeah. start making jokes about that like no, that yeah. i think it's also because um, i mean i'll tell you when i was growing up you know the word chamar hmm it was oh. hurled as an insult right and till i came to college yeah. i was not even aware that it is actually a caste i right. thought that yeah. was the meaning it's yeah, you want to yeah. call somebody and and then when i realized it doesn't matter whether i identify myself as a brahmin right. or kshatriya but a person who knows that's his caste and he sees it hurled around as an insult yeah. he's aware of it so it's it's really sad you need to explain you know the the problem of privilege to a lot of people Yeah. Uh, but they say oh i don't see caste because even... you never had fucking had to see caste yeah you know? yeah so that's exactly if 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 you don't know what caste you are then you are probably high caste, caste. <laughs> you are yeah then you probably high caste not probably definitely because <laughs> yes. you someone would have told you if you're you know from like a yeah know, exactly so there was this writer also in the right. fest and who tackled this you know this thing you're talking about i mean you know that this word being used as an insult mm-hmm. so he was like uh, जो शब्द मतलब हमें ज्यादा बोला जाता है और इंसल्ट करा जाता है वही हमारी ताकत बन जाता है सो ही इज लाइक वी डोंट हैव टू बी अशेम्ड यू नो टू यूज दैट वर्ड या यू क्लेम दैट इफ वी आर बीइंग सप्रेस्ड बाय दैट सेम वर्ड माया वती डिड दैट इनफैक्ट द मोस्ट आर्टिकुलेट एक्सप्लेनेशन ऑफ क्लेमिंग दैट वर्ड आई हैव कम अक्रॉस इज व्हेन बिल मा यूज्ड द एन वर्ड ऑन हिज शो या एंड आई थिंक आई स्टी आउट ऑल पीपल हु यू थिंक वुड हैव सच एन आर्टिकुलेट यू नो एक्सप्लेनेशन ऑफ व्हाई नाउ of course bill mas politics is well known he's not racist he's a he's a, i mean people say his his view on islam sometimes then i don't agree but he's been accused of being islamophobic and he's 65 so some of his jokes on sexuality are kind of you know dada ji jokes where you don't realize that that is not <laughs> yeah. okay but right. fine i will let that go cuz he's 67 but what icy said was so he says tell me you know that i wasn't saying the word uh, you know he used the word nigger but i wasn't saying it to insult anyone but i was he was being fun of the racist he says no that word was used to keep us down for so long now we own that word and we're not giving it back to you it is yeah. our way of saying now that's our word we and you don't that. have permission to use it it doesn't matter whether you're on our side or you're not on our side that was yeah. the word that kept us down and we've taken it away from you so you do what you want you are on our side you're a good guy or bad guy. you don't get to use that word it was brilliantly and put. we saw that also i mean if you have watched beyonce super bowl mm-hmm. and she used that word during her performance of her song right. formation so mm-hmm. she said you know that my negro nose is better than your nostrils okay so mm-hmm. she got to you know i mean they didn't censor it yeah. and it was super bowl i mean 100 yeah, million wow. people were watching yeah. it so she gets to use that word but yeah, not but a white can't. person and it doesn't matter whether you're yeah. on their side or not so i think that's that's yeah, yeah. so uh, i'll quickly read one more mail then i'm just going to tell you what i think about sony and then we can wind up with some closing thoughts of you guys uh, this mail is from ajay there is a glitch in your app the awful and awesome podcast details are not updating in the you know podcast details blurb i thought you'd stop the podcast as the last one updated on 30th november but i figured out recently on your website i saw the latest link this can be one reason of the drop in emails and listeners as i heard in one of the recent ones that there were no emails hafta gets updated in the list but not any day ajay we've kind of we are working to fix that glitch yes i know that happened but now when we update it we send the soundcloud link to all our subscribers so if you're a subscriber we'll you know make sure we add you and we send that to you as well but that's what we're going to be doing until our app is completely glitch free our podcasts will be emailed to our subscribers so that's another reason to subscribe guys because 
when the public pays, the public is served and advertisers pay. Advertisers served because if Patanjali was sponsoring this show, I'd say fucking the best pop culture phenomena is Baba Ramdev. <laughs> but since yeah. he doesn't sponsor it right. and you guys want me to be honest, so do pay. Go to newslawny.com, click on subscribe. We have a, a Paytm option and we have a PayPal option there. That's the easiest way. There'll be no, you know, drops because sometimes on credit cards, there is some regulatory issues. You have to take or untick something in our box and a lot of people can't pay through. So yeah, just go to newslawny.com, click subscribe and pay. Mm. Now to Sony. Hello. Is protocol name मुझसे <laughs> 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 So first, tell me, what do you think? <clears throat> Before I go into my... Uh, I've got so many notes. I was taking notes while watching it. <laughs> oh, uh, I actually quite liked it. Hmm. Actually, I don't know what I like, uh, what I what I, what I went, in, went in expecting. But I, but I thought, thought it was a nice sort of nice sort of atmospheric character exploration kind of a kind of kind of a thing i i actually like that it did not end on some grand sort of you know grand climactic fight with some oh you know like that politician son guy the, it did not become like a simba style you know ki, oh but it I'm, ended on hope you know, it it ended on hope with that last scene yes 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 oh yes yes that that where, where, where you think that that sh- that that she is, she is gonna, you know, quit, quit the force, and and uh, uh, her boss, the IPS officer, she she calls in the guy, and you know, let's go, dalos, kafons, up, kalo, jo, bagera, and that was like a good, good ending, and that was as much as you need, right, from from a film that that is at that pace, at that plateau, and it had that great emotional scene between uh, uh, Sony and her and her uh, partner, also, they're like they're like talking about. The reason that they split up, don't really go into it very deeply. But that is like enough that you need to know about what's going on with her, without going into a very dramatic, you know, ki, you know, oh, I can't have kids, or you left me, or Jovi, matlab, whatever that's about. Right. So I quite liked it, but then you know, um, so I, not too many of my friends seem to like it. So I don't know what. I you know I I really like the last I'd say twenty five minutes, because hmm? um, something happened there. Uh, one, yeah, one, yeah, one. But I, I thought one thing which I thought we had done away with that because, mm. as a device, you know, uh, cinema has grown just right. like language cool. has evolved. So a lot of the devices you don't need now because better devices have come up. These really long Adur Gopalakrishnan type shots where the shot mm. is like forty-five seconds. Yeah, it was required back then to tell to kind of absorb the life you're leading, but. A lot of filmmakers today have come up with devices where just one line or just one little action yeah. can tell you this is yeah. the world they inhabit. Yeah. Right. So yeah. I thought these really long, pointless shots really took away. And quite honestly, 
the second half adhiraj i think yeah. uh, what you also said it really yeah. the pace is it it yes, picks yes, up yes, pace yes. it, it yeah. things actually actually happen but if we had not been instructed by our subscribers and since the subscriber pays we have to serve their purpose i would not have continued watching it i would have given up because i really thought some of those were really self indulgent shots and i think you can have such a long single shot without a mm. cut if you have this really compelling um charismatic star like person in frame mm. or if you have some really interesting action happening like cooking oh. tea in a dimly lit kitchen is unless you know a hand is going to pop out of that right yeah <laughs> you get what i'm saying right but what no, no, no. i or unless it's That's a period drama i mean yeah. then you can you know yeah, watch that so shot it's because uh, You know what I loved about this film? I thought um this her name is Saloni Batra. I thought she's a really good actor. Yeah. She's I guess the one who plays Sony. Sony, yeah. She is. And also Geetika Vidya Olyan, I'm guessing she's the IPS officer she reports yeah, to. I yeah, thought I their performance so. was really good because they did a lot of scenes where they are talking to each other and there are no yeah. cuts. It's just you have to maintain yeah, yeah. that expression, that intensity. Yeah. So there was no let up in that. Right. There was no cheating. It's like yeah. when they're having this confrontation. Mm-hmm. I was like looking for is she going to go out a character mm-hmm. when her so I thought that was amazing. Yeah, I actually thought yes. two very phenomenal actors were wasted because this story is in a very important story to tell because the everyday sexism and the daily battles that we men don't really get to see are shown yeah. to us that this is a yeah. daily battle. You know, you you think it's not a battle, but like sort ev- of rubbed off on your face. Everything like you know from mansplaining, you know right. her husband's. to yeah. uh, you know that little child who has uh, sanitary tissue taped to her yes. uh, this thing yeah yeah like, and that's the sort of the mother in law who's like bachche bachche kaise karoge because you you have the night shift and those 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 conversations about you know like sh- shorts nahi you know sindoor pehen ke jao bahar kyunki fir log log nahi chalenge all those kind of little things that are there in like almost every scene i feel has has one of these little yeah. things happen so you so you never really you know not think about that so which is i think what what the film sort of uh, 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 what i liked about that sort of slow treatment that sort of very atmospheric breathing thing was ki you know it's just it is so normal and boring but there's always this sort of undercurrent thing that girl uh, who 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 shows up at at, at the at the ips officers you know uh, room in the, yes. in the in the middle of the, the night we never really go back to her because it's just I guess it's just not normal for her to find, you know, a crying girl that someone found and brought right. to the police station. And I just seem that I mean, wait, I, I completely get get for what you're saying. The last twenty uh, minutes of the film were more like how how court was, as in stuff just yes sort of happens and then just trails off. I would have been like pissed off, but then something did did happen. There was a, a sort of emotional climax, but not not like a filmy one. But you know, the characters did change and grow and. show a little bit of yeah, something you know, i i i loved court other than a couple of scenes where everybody would leave the court and the, the camera would be rolling for 5 seconds and i think something's going to happen and nothing happened yeah uh, those scenes are only but otherwise the characters in court were brilliant i think they were great actors and yes, just yes. to and fro yeah, that, but that contrast scene between yeah. the lawyers on like exactly. both sides that i think was with, with her cutting the veggies on the train and stuff yeah, yeah. but and uh, yeah, so, you know one goes to see this this sort of very sort of you know Shiv Sena sponsored play versus yeah. the, the other guy who's gone to some bossa nova performance in somewhere in like CP or something. I like the uh, Adhira, just that kind of thing. A little bit of a little, way, but, a little bit whatever. of trivia for you. If you would have wa- sat through the credit roll of Court, mm-hmm. the award-winning film, mm-hmm. you would have seen News Laundry also mentioned. Really? Oh, 
because when they show that he buys a bottle of wine and goes back home and is watching something on his laptop oh it's it ain't netflix baby <laughs> <laughs> it's news laundry <laughs> yo <laughs> so it was so funny because i remember i got an email out of the blue that you know we watch news running we like what you do we wondering if we could use some of your stuff in a movie or wait making call court wow so i said yeah go for it yeah. i've never heard of the person i never yeah. heard of i said just hame credit de dena inme and then when the film did so well i was so thrilled i was boasting to everybody although i had nothing to do with its success but no but coming back to sony it's been uh, directed by ivan air is that how you pronounce it do you know enough i, I have no idea how it's pronounced and the first name i think is correct but air air i don't know how it's so uh, and Ayer to I don't think it's I, Ayer. I, I don't think so. <laughs> uh and it's uh I thought the cinematography was really good and having been a camera assistant I know those kind of shots are kind of challenging to do. I'm sure technology today is not what it was in 99 when yeah. I mean when I was cam- right my cameraman was shooting on film. Right. But still going in from a completely dark area walking into a area with so much light. Hmm. Yeah. I mean it used you to be a to, real yeah. fucking pain in the ass with like retakes and cuts and shit and shit. Yeah. So um uh, yeah uh, I thought that was really good the cinematography was excellent as the performances yes. were excellent. Yes. I uh, the one I'll tell you Adhiraj my biggest problem with this film was the following. Yeah. It did not show me enough gray with cops. Now I for those of you listening to this podcast know my what I think about cops. Uh, I have been a young brash college student. I have oh. been an activist uh, during the Right to Information Act. I was, uh, you know, here in Manmohan Singh's house during the Jan Lokpal movement. Right. Uh, I have spent a night in a lockup. I it's 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 very hard to see a nice si- side of a cop, and mm-hmm. I have dealt with them. Yeah. I don't know oh. how it is in Bombay, but in Delhi and Haryana and UP, cops are I say are the violent manifestations of human beings that i have seen in my life especially in haryana i think oh delhi I mean, is no better i don't know how Farizabad, it is I mean, so. but i can tell you it's yeah. it's i mean now and i don't think women cops are that different because i'll give you an example just a few months ago in fact i've mentioned that in my podcast uh, my household help her son was taken to the police station because some domestic issue and her neighbor right. you know in her cluster mm-hmm. knew someone and so she had oh. no one so she came crying so i went there and in fact it was the female cops who were at the counter who were more nasty than the male cops there my problem with this film is it did not show me any gray in the female cops like all the bad oh. guys are male cops all the good guys are female cops wow it was just too black and white it's it, that's not true at all so i ha- i would have identified more or felt it more believable had i seen some flaws other like even when sony beats up that guy and breaks his jaw it's justified because he's trying to molest her so yeah. you know your sympathy yeah. is still with her Always. But that's yeah. not true. That's not true from my experience with cops. That was my biggest problem because uh, I refuse to uh, mm-hmm. acknowledge uh, from experience. Yeah. Women generally may be better. There is apparently data to show that they are less corrupt than men, although not in positions of power as far as Indira Gandhi, Khalid Azizi, and definitely not the leaders of our country or Pakistan yeah. or Bangladesh. But generally, yeah. uh, in banking in Wall Street, women right. as decision makers are less risky right. and did less fuck ups than the men. Uh, oh. In fact, the only bank that survived Lehman mm-hmm. was a oh. uh, bank that had a majority of women board of governors. Oh, uh, oh. in Iceland, I'm talking about bank in Iceland. Right, right. Iceland almost Iceland. entirely collapsed right. because Iceland, Iceland was so okay. fully leveraged. Right, right. So Iceland has been very progressive in terms of women. <laughs> so, uh, women so, time, so, that, so that was my biggest problem with it, and I think because the message of this film is so important mm-hmm. and so brilliant. 
like Adhiraj was saying, there's certain little things. It deserved a better vehicle to be delivered to us. I don't think enough people will watch it, and which is a wasted opportunity, purely because long, pointless shots that didn't go anywhere. My, I'm done with my bit. Adhiraj, feel free and oh, correct oh, me. Oh, uh, I mean, um, I do, I do get your point with where it was like very sort of black and white in that sense. I mean, the only time I think any of the Lady cops, of which there are only two, we don't see any other mm-hmm. lady cops. But then we don't see any other cops as characters at all. We just see them come and go. I think the only time Sony does something wrong was like when they do catch those two college kids being harassed by those, uh, yeah. like, uh, you know, uh, patrolmen uh, for like bribes. And then later, there's like one bit of dialogue where uh, the IPS officer says, and she immediately of course says so there isn't isn't much of a nuance there the the cops are all good and sony's of course good so in that sense it isn't it isn't trying to be very true or very like very like like a like a sort of very hyper realistic slice yeah, of life. I think I think realism realism filmy in that sense. Yeah, I think she, realism she should have ladies beating real, up molesters and whatnot. Yeah, I think realism so, should have more to do with uh, with the narrative and the characters than with the style. The style is yes. very realistic, but yes. this wasn't my. Favorite. Yes, yes, yes. But like like <laughs> on a on a screenplay stage, it's still a very sort of you know, Mardana that you know running mm-hmm. Mukherjee film with a few changes of like you know of like pace uh yeah. at certain points right that that kind of sort of you know the jingoistic well family, yeah i mean i, I won't know, use the word jingo but yeah like that, that, but the one message that i thought was very important one and i think this message was delivered the most effectively and subtly okay. is that women have to watch out for each other right because yeah. you know like there's a bro code mm-hmm. um yeah. in this in spite of her husband continuously telling her she stands mm-hmm. up for Sony, yeah. and 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 Sony stands up for her and stands up for her niece. For you know yeah. that that right. for the, the school yeah. thing. And I think especially that last scene that you were talking about, Adhiraj, that yeah. kind of hammers the point home that your sisters, we got to watch out mm-hmm. for each other because none of these bastards are going to. And I think that's yeah. a very important message. And like I said, I wish it had been delivered in a, a slightly more interesting film. But yeah, yeah. yeah. So I still think it's a. Like it's a good film. I mean, yeah. definitely worth a worth a watch. But you know, fair fair points. Like it doesn't need to be that slow. That's perhaps slow. at least uh, at least like the first half because it has to go in somewhere. And there are ways to build character without having to just have long you know no cut quality. And just one little thing: the book that is featured in this film mm-hmm. is a book called The Revenue Stamp. Okay, it's Amrita Pritam's autobiography. I had the good fortune of meeting Amrita Pritam several times before she died. My mother translated a bunch of her stories from uh, in, uh, Punjabi to English. Mm-hmm. So there are two books that she's published as well. Uh, so, you know, in this, basically, Amitabh Pritham's um, biography is called The Revenue Stamp. Okay. And uh, in this, the police officer tells when she gives it to her. Amitabh Pritham was, a, I guess, you know, one of the first feminists after probably Amitabh Shergill, who was probably older than her. Right. She was a true feminist of, of the Indian uh, literary world or even just high-profile pop culture life her husband uh, had said that when she said i'm going to write an autobiography he says tu ki likhegi teri zindagi cha hai ki ek postage stamp ke piche aa jayega summing it up so and that is why she called it the revenue stamp they didn't in the film they didn't say it was a husband who said it they said a prominent person who said it but it was a husband who was a gentleman called kwatra and uh, amrita pritham uh, in the latter half of her life she uh, lived with her lover called imrose who's an artist who's yeah. a really gentle, brilliant man. It was such a pleasure to watch them. And he'd call her Amrita Ji. 
and well, I, you know, I'd tag along with my mother just to be able to soak in right. the atmosphere. Yeah. So they'd be discussing the books and the stories, and and he'd say, "Amrita ji, ki chaida to anu mai thile aao." And and it was such a beautiful because she couldn't move very much, hmm. and she was in love with Sahil Udhyanvi, <clears throat> and that was her biggest unfulfilled love. Okay. Um, so and Imroz was aware of that, and and he was aware that he was not Sahir and he could never be Sahir. But he was comfortable oh. with that. It was it was really beautiful. Uh, in fact, that's that's a film that should be made. Uh, like a trio sort of combination. No, no. She uh, Sahir was manic depressive. She never did end up with Sahir, but okay. she was in love with him. And they were both poets in uh, okay. Ludhiana. Oh, okay. In Punjab, and she was you know a prominent Punjabi poet. Right. He was a Punjab. But um, but yeah, she never quite you know got over him. <laughs> so yeah, it, it was it was nice to see Amrita ji feature in this film as as she was basically the the feminist statement. She says, read this book, and you may not yeah. get all your answers, but you'll get some. <laughs> So I thought that that was encouraging, yeah, and, and and you know that that whole point of you know people people might think that there's not much going on with your life. There's barely enough to fill the back of a stamp, but there's a lot going on enough to fill a book, if not more. And then, like I think that's 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 what she's trying to right. say. With the thing. Exactly, that's the, the point. These two cops, they might seem that they're very boring or whatever, but. There's a lot going on. Yeah, that's then. right. You may not have a battle of Panipat to write about, but every day battle, yeah. you have a daily battle that you you yeah. can write enough about. So yeah, uh, tell us about the good place. Uh, I mean, I've heard other people talk about it. I haven't watched it yet. What's oh, what's yeah. what's great about it, and why should we watch it or should not? Well, it's a um, well, it's a s- sitcom. That's the short answer to it. Uh, uh, Ted Danson is uh, the lead. Uh, well. You can't really call him the lead, but uh, he's you know, in in like the main main cast. Uh, I I just finished watching the second season of it. It's on Netflix. The third season uh, uh, is is out, but it probably won't be on uh, Netflix until like next year or at least later this year. You, Eleanor Shellstrop, are dead. Cool. How did I die? Are you sure you want to hear? You were struck by a truck advertising an erectile dysfunction pill called Engorgulate. Funnily enough, the first EMT to arrive was an ex-boyfriend of yours. Okay, that's, I get it, thank you. You're okay, Eleanor. You're in the good place. You are here because you got innocent people off death row. You are my soulmate. Cool, bring it in, man! You'll stand by my side no matter what, right? Of course I will. I wasn't a lawyer. There's been a big mistake. I'm not supposed to be here. Uh, the basic premise is that uh, the lead character she finds herself in the good place, which is heaven, but they 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 uh, never call it that. But her life, but she she has just been the worst person throughout her her life. So she knows that she should be in the bad place. But then, you know, uh, through some like glitch, there is some other person with the same name and there's some sort of mix up. So she just ends up in the good place instead. And the first season is is, is more of a traditional American sitcom thing where she's just trying to hide it in and something goes wrong in every every episode. And whatever she tries, she sort of ends up making things worse. And Ted Danson, he's like the sort of angel person in charge of that, the of that particular, you know, uh, street where she lives, that sector of the good place and like he is sort of helping her hide it and then at the end of the season you find out that this is actually the bad place and this is this is her p- punishment really her trying to sort of hide hide who she is at like all times and to, to, to do all these reverse all these psychology actions. so so god did a reverse psychology 
Yes, uh, do, not God though. He he's still some 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 sort of you know angel demon type of being. And uh, uh, this particular sort of sector of like you know hell, this is his sort of uh, pilot project of a new kind of way to torture souls. So they'll take a few you know human souls and put them in this, and then tell them that they're actually in the good place, but they don't but they don't belong there. And then they just spend the rest of the time you know lying and hiding things and manipulating and feeling guilty and they'll you know you know f- fall in love with each other over the course of things and they'll be lying lying to each other also so it just sort of you know uh, uh sounds like big, big boss his plan is sounds like big boss each other. the young the young millennial <laughs> says sounds like big boss oh yeah it, it, it's actually worse because then because here everyone is trying to be the best possible person they can but they know that they're not and the kind of thing they oh. do to you know, appear to be good is just but but anyway, that's just the first season really. And by the end of the first season, you see it's less of a sitcom, but it's more of like a whole very weird sitcom version of that play that uh, uh, No Exit, you know, that starter play where where you see people are, are like stuck in this room and that is hell. You know, hell is other people wala jo uh, pointer. He these three people are just stuck with each other and they don't get along very well. <laughs> they they grind at each other at just the right thing. So. It's not that they're going to kill each, kill each other, right? Mm-hmm. You know, it's that it's like that old joke, right? The only thing worse than no internet is slow internet. It's, <laughs> it's, not, it's not there. That's an it's old joke. There. No internet is slow internet. That that yeah. should be a new joke. Internet yeah. is like, but then I guess yeah, yeah for me. Yeah, that I mean, would... uh, you know, it's these days so they don't even know right. without it. But see, uh, and then the second season basically we're just escalates a lot more so a lot more sort of you know philosophical thought experiments and uh, sort of points uh, from the undercurrent of a lot of the a lot of the season really and i did not expect this from from the guy who made like parks and rec but, but, but i think it's uh, uh one of the lead writers who's this comedian i follow megan amram she's just a very sort of smarter comedian and she tends to have all these things happen in, in fact, stuff. So the, 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 the creator of this show is also the one who's who's done michael skur has done the office and brooklyn yes. 99 as well right yes yeah, yes yeah. So that's yeah, quite, so quite he's, a you know, I mean, he's, you know, like a great comedic mind, but also like a lot of the sort of the way he can sort of predict where the viewer can predict where this is going and then sort of subvert that before it gets there. So the right. second season has a lot of that. Happening. So I'll try to check it out. Seems interesting. What do you think, Shubham? Is it? Yeah, you I think I'll peaked? watch it, it just interest? because of the similarity between so it and Big so Boss. So I think it's a good way to end. It give me a good chance to plug my poetry. Uh, <laughs> on Heaven and Hell, I had written this when I was... Young, maybe like you, young Shubham. Okay. It says, if there were a heaven and hell, and you could tell between the two, and choose and stay, where would you? An easy choice, you think it is? I think not. Consider this. Would heaven have God in all her might? Would we have to do everything right? Would we sit at the same table to eat and drink and swallow and have no meat? They can't slaughter lives up there. God wouldn't allow things so unfair. So greens it is, well, bring it on. But I'll miss the steak, the lamb, the prawn. In hell, I guess it would be hard, being boiled and cooked and fried in lard. The minions of Satan from end to start, stabbing our spleen, our eyes, our heart. At banquets, we'd be served as food for Lucifer and his sinful brood. Being minced by molars, smelling rotten, all for wealth on earth ill-gotten. Now heaven, on the other hand, may be a more tranquil land. But could we smoke or guzzle a few pints of beer, a scotch or two? Or would she always be watching you? 
A bit of sin never hurt a mortal. Porn, in fact, makes the finest portal. But God does not approve of this kind of indiscretionary bliss. The devil may let all that's nice flourish in his den of vice. Plugging your channel, Radhiraj. <laughs> but we access shall never get from pleasures you'll remain bereft. That's the point of hell, you see, to suffer for all eternity. For all the fun on earth, our mother, you pay a price to the bad brother. Though heaven may offer the chance to lie on roses and stare at a perfect sky, have thrushes of henny and brooks of nectar, there is a cruel interjector. No skinny dipping with Miss May or June, not even a loud wicked tune of Prince Aerosmith or the ample Madonna. Choose between hymns and bhajans, would you wanna? <laughs> Though in hell they do have deals of souls exchanged for full meals, you'll be ill-advised to accept the pact because the soul includes the elementary tract. For all tempting offers made down in hell, there is a fine print on the deal as well. If you think you're a shrewd trader, think again, honey. Remember Darth Vader. So hell and heaven is yours to make. It's here that you can have your cake and eat it too. Because once you're dead, you're not behind. You're not ahead. We do our best and suffer our worst here on our planet first and last, unless I've guessed all wrong, and have hell to pay for this thoughtless song. Wow. So. <laughs> Thank That's you pretty good. for for sitting through my <laughs> self-indulgent poetry. <laughs> thanks, Adraj, for joining us on the podcast. Thank you for having me. And thank you, Shubham. Thank you. Uh, thank you. Hopefully, for we'll uh, have a me. bigger panel and catch up. We we have more female representation as well. Yeah. Until then, for all of you, thanks for listening. Do subscribe to News Laundry. Go to newslaundry.com and click on subscriptions because when you pay, you are served. When advertisers pay, advertisers are served. Thank you. Until next week. Goodbye. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes, and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. To catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs, and sport, visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram, and subscribe to our YouTube channel.